It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. My name is Lex, and I am back with my co-host, Simon. What's up, man? Hello. Last week's episode was so interesting because I was like hodgepodging together episodes. And when I put everything together before editing, it was like three and a half hours. <laughs> I, like, I can't, I can't put that out. So I just chopped everything out and I did like a, I recorded an intro and I was just like, Hey man, uh, this is the review. <laughs> just listen to the review. But I heard it. I heard it. And then I started yeah. listening and I would hear like, anyway, so like these weird like heavy cut they weren't yeah. bad it was just funny having been there i noticed it but yeah they and i need to get better about that but it's like it was me putting together the three hours editing that and then i'm just like nah i'm done that's it upload yeah. it <laughs> yeah that's a lot oh man this episode of the podcast is also going to be a little different we're not doing trending topics simon and i got we're not together. doing it you're not, not getting any news from us. We did talk a little bit off air or on the side about some things that uh, were going on in the news world that were interesting. So you have to go over to our YouTube channel to check those out. Uh, shameless plug. But it's, shameless. it's Hamman and the Wasp Quantumania mania right now. Ooh. Like there's no real news besides everyone talking about this movie. I can't wait to talk about those people talking about this. Yeah. So what we're going to do, and I think I referenced it last week, what we're going to do is we're going to give our review for the movie relatively briefly, and then we're going to you know, uh, go into a review of Kang. It's so weird the way we're recording now. We're like ahead of schedule yeah. on something. So it's like this week we have Kang, the Conqueror, his miniseries. We're going to talk about, we're going to review that after we review the movie. So Let's get into it. Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Came out this past week. It's... Oh, hold on, let me see. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Directed by Peyton Reed. Written by Jeff Loveness. Starring Paul Rudd. Evangeline Lilly. Jonathan Majors. My man. Catherine Newton. And a ton of other lady. <laughs> it had so many, it had so many people in this movie. Bill Murray for some reason, Michelle Pfeiffer, ugh, Michael Douglas, so many, so many actors. Man, Michelle Pfeiffer still got yeah, it. She still got it, man. She <laughs> still got it. I could have just watched her. It could have just been her movie. Could have been Wasp, Quantum Mania, old yeah. ass Wasp, old ass Wasp. <laughs> Let's talk about your overall impressions of the movie, man. Uh, and I and we're going to talk about sort of like the general response. But I want to know what your overall impressions were. Were you hyped going in? <clears throat> I was. I was really excited to see Jonathan Majors. I was really excited to see Kane. Um, and I like Ant-Man. But I feel Same. like this, this movie doesn't really... It's a misnomer, right? Uh, yeah. I made a joke... Um, and I don't want to get too into the weeds here, but I, I made a joke that he's just shrinky tolly man right now. He doesn't really do a lot of ant <laughs> talking. He didn't no. do it. In, he hasn't done it since the first movie, really. Which was great, which was one of the highlights of that movie is his relationship with the ants. Yes, yes. So I don't know what that's about. 
But yeah. <clears throat> without getting too much deeper into that, I was excited to see kind of a trippier version. The fact that it's not set on Earth or in space, but it kind of is set in space. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty hyped for that. So <clears throat> I was excited going in. And uh, overall, um, I think that it was entertaining. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. I have, I'm thinking about what I wanted to say. I didn't say spoilers, so I didn't want to like dive deep into it yet. Spoilers. Yeah. If you haven't seen Ant-Man in the Wasp Quantumania yet, um, just well, I'll let you know. I'll put a timestamp when the review starts and you can fast forward it. I love the Ant-Man movies, the first one and the second one. I agree with you. The Ant relationship with Ant-Man is um, great. And I made a joke saying that like this movie definitively makes michael douglas ant-man and yeah. scott lang giant man because right. he michael douglas is ant-man in this movie yeah and, and scott lang spends a lot of time as a giant so relatively speaking right because he's still yeah. subatomic but yeah 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 i didn't even think about it like that but yeah for him to have struggle with being giant man in the second one you know with his like heart and stuff like this one he's got a grasp on it and he's very much big the entire time mm -hmm. Re relatively yeah let's talk about the general going into the movie the critics watched it early and they were just tanking this thing it was that yeah. it was like one of the lowest rated mcu movies which i just think is bizarre because yeah there was like some really bad movies in the mcu yeah one, i think I think from the critic eye, and I think the reason this is, like, if you look at something like Eternals, like the cinematography in Eternals is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the special effects is really good. You've got some humor and special effects that are good in Thor, and maybe that's why it got a better score and some touching moments. I think in this one, there are some really great acting moments but there's some plot that's really disjointed and some really um convenient plot moments i guess you know things that don't make a lot of sense some goofy dialogue but it's very it's very old school comic book feel to yeah. it i think yeah i agree disjointed for sure uh convenience for sure and i get it from a and well it's hard to say so in my head on one side i think the superhero movies are gaining so much popularity that professional critics and people that really are like cinema, just fiends have to justify or rebuttal why it's so popular. Like it doesn't make sense for us to be so popular. Mm -hmm. You know, Scorsese said it's a popcorn movie. That's like basically riding a roller coaster, which I don't even disagree with. No, I don't. You said with something uh, with your review, which on your Kang picture, you posted that it was like a seven, seven point five out of ten, but pretty much that's like the baseline for all the movies. Yeah, and I, it I really, is. <laughs> I really think so. I think people are blinded by Infinity War and Endgame and the legacy uh -huh. of those movies. Yeah, like that's that the new base. Yeah, they're blinded Damn. by the fact that Iron Man one was uh just like created the whole thing right so you look mm -hmm. back at that and it's pretty good i think iron man one actually really holds up it does I, uh captain america is goofy as hell right but it's but good it's, and, and it's like and i have to take myself back and like 
I would be watching these movies if there was no like MCU hype. Yeah. Like I would yeah. still well, be watching it, all these movies. To me, Captain America holds up so well because it's it's directed by the guy that did Rocketeer. It's got the same feeling. Yeah. Like, ugh. yeah, uh, very classic. And I think it fits the theme of Captain America. And then you look at things like, well, Captain America and the, the, the outliers to these are like Black Panther, which still had some wonky ass CGI. Yeah, but it did. But Black Panther is a great movie. It's a really good movie. Winter Soldier. Uh, I mean, Winter Soldier is like ridiculously good. Guardians of the Galaxy took it to a different level because it was like all the movies before that were safe. You know, like we generally know these characters. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to tank. But then it was like really good. Yeah, it was really good. The second one was still pretty good, too. Those, yeah. I like all those. And then you have Infinity War and Endgame, which were the culmination of all of these movies. Those weren't just movies on their own. They were all of the movies built up to that. Yeah, and most people don't even like Endgame. You know, Infinity War, to, well... I don't like don't... Endgame as much as... Now, right. it's good. I liked it. But Infinity, Infinity War, to me, Wars. was like... yeah at the end everybody dies and it just ends and i was just like <laughs> what never was forget. that i'll never forget walking the, the fade to black and somebody goes what the fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was like that, that my son was like in tears i remember being like that's that it ended like that it's perfect but i also like it hit me well, that's you know? also why empire the strike uh, empire strikes back is the best star wars movie I bad agree. guy wins yeah you get i agree it. and yeah, so it was weird. And then people started seeing it. And I saw I saw the first showing. And, and I like to do that because I don't like to have any sort of like influence. I don't let critics and Rotten Tomatoes influence mm -hmm. me all. But when people that I know start talking about it, I'm like, ah, maybe. Right. So I like to see it first. And I saw it and I was like, damn, I liked it. You know, I was in and I'm watching it as like a comic book fan. And it's zany and it's wacky and it's like Jack Kirby- yeah you know microverse type thing quantum you know quantum realm and i'm like this is this is perfect and i'm also appreciating like how far we've come as like nerds and loving these superheroes because we had blade which was an amazing movie <laughs> all <laughs> was practical movie. all practical effects and now we're in the quantum realm like right i get it it doesn't look real but hey guess what the quantum realm's not fucking real <laughs> like yeah, not a real place. not like this yeah no yeah like and so, uh, like, to me, I just appreciate, I'm just, like, mind blown, uh, like, where we're at as far as, like, movies. Yeah. And I guess, you know, I'm, I'm not as cynical as I thought I was because the reviews, people are like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, dude, that's no, there's no way. <laughs> that's so crazy. Have you seen there's The Room? No, yeah, there's no way. Like, there's no way that this is worse than Love and Thunder no no and there I were can't. things that i liked about love and thunder i'm not saying the love and thunder was like completely dog shit it was <laughs> not good but to say it's worse than that there's no way they so kevin feige is like the god with marvel movies and marvel properties but i kind of feel like maybe he's lost whatever touch he might have had i will say that that uh, again i know that goes against the point that i made about uh -huh. like <clears throat> i think they, that they haven't been gold from the beginning so chill out but i get what you're saying i think that he's trying i respect it in a sense that i'm not a marvel shill like i'm with you all the movies are like pretty basic i enjoy them all about the same level like i, I really do even the bad ones 
I like the X-Men movies. I, not like. Whoa, whoa. I went to see all the X-Men movies in theaters and I despise those movies. So like I'm just a fan of the genre. Somebody's gonna take that sound bite. <laughs> yeah, I like the X-Men movies. I <laughs> hate those that movies. shit out of here. But I saw all of them in the theaters. Yeah. You know, and I think that he's just trying something new. You know, they're using uh, sort of unconventional directors and writers and things like that. And maybe they'll do a course correction. I'm not mad at it. We got, no. we're, at like, we're at like 30 movies, man. <laughs> I'm not franchise. mad at it either. But I do have a few things. So let's talk about it. <clears throat> yeah. So let's just, we can talk about, we'll just move on to maybe the acting. So some of the, the problem that I had and some of the characters that I had are like these weird plot points i liked the first quarter of the movie i thought was pretty good i liked the setup um, the pacing was always weird uh, that was one of my main complaints is that the pacing was i liked how it was going with scott and his like exposition of after saving the world but then it's just like fast forward we're stuck in the quantum realm slowing down we're introducing to like all these characters fast forward and then like oh yeah kang's the bad yeah. guy and it's just like the pacing was the problem for me. Well, it, the thing is, we all knew who the bad guy was, but they were treating it like it was a mystery, yeah, which was we were waiting stupid. for the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it didn't make a lot of sense. With there were predictable things, we knew that Bill Murray was going to flip on her quick. Especially what the, why even put him in that movie, man? Yeah. I was so like disappointed with him being in that movie. I like some of the quantum realm dissidents uh denizens i mean some of the the rebel forces were cool but some of them it's like who is this hot mommy who is this lady i don't Didn't care. care about the lady but the dude with the the cylinder head yeah that's cool i could have cried when he died man yeah it was sad he was so cool spoiler alert <laughs> i said spoiler yeah. alert so you're no, still here sorry some of the, and then some the, of those... the 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 jelly dude was cool too yeah they're weird i don't know what the hell that's about but they're fun i uh, guess yeah um there's just some of it was interesting but not interesting like there were all these characters that they they're like oh this alien world that guy's head looks like broccoli like that's kind of funny uh but why is any it, of this you didn't serious? have to for me you didn't have to acknowledge it like right. that guy looking like broccoli is something that the audience themselves is smart enough to be like hey that guy looks like you don't have to present it, it. it yeah it could have even been a look like he just like yeah you know <laughs> yeah. nothing yeah, I agree. Um, I I overall I think uh Jonathan Majors killed it. Loved God it. Dang. God, he was I, intense. I don't like some of the goofiness with Modoc, wasn't a huge fan of. But I didn't hate he, it. He was fine. Uh yeah, it was a it was heavy-handed. I loved his exit from the film. Uh I <laughs> thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, but I didn't I didn't like how convenient he just decides to but I'm not a dick and then he's there. Like that didn't make any sense to me. It didn't make any sense. But like hit the my one of my favorite lines in the movie was like, because I genuine and it's always like a genuine laugh. If I genuinely laugh about something, I'm like, it's good. Whether I don't whether I like it or not, if I genuinely laugh, I'm like, that's it's good. When he was like, at least I at least I'm gonna die an Avenger. It was just <laughs> yeah. like it came out of left field and I <laughs> laughed out loud. But I will say in my theater experience, there was a guy like 10 rows in front of me that was like but like gut busting laughing about everything like i maybe he was a, an asshole being like a 
jerk about it, but he was like, ha, 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 ha. And I was just like, dude, if it was funny, you ruined it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I will say our friend Carlos said somebody was uh, on Twitter was talking about that. It's like, this guy was laughing at every joke. It's like, how miserable can you be that you don't like other people to have fun? I no, agree. No, that's... I agree. If Simon, if you were there, you'd have been like, come on, dude. I mean, this <laughs> even Madison looked at me like, what? What is that? There, I, I, I totally understand. There's a point where it's like, okay, this is distracting. You're like, yeah, it was, ruining he the was movie laughing because... over, like audibly laughing over the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, like that's, a character that's... almost, like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Dude, uh, what the fuck are you talking? About? What are you doing?" I I loved the I did love the way the ants were brought in. I thought that was really cool. Loved that. Michael uh, Douglas was great in this. Yeah, he was great. He was the real Ant Man. He was the real Ant Man. He was. <laughs> what do you think about no? What do you think about Catherine Newton as that Stinger? Cassie? Yeah. yeah, oh, they never called her Stinger. I was kind of disappointed in that, but as Cassie, that girl talks to a tooth a lot. Um, yeah. I really did cute though. Yeah, no, it's just cute enough. I the only part that I didn't like with her, I thought it was fine. I don't see what was wrong with the original actress, but whatever. Mm-hmm. The the only part I actually the original actress looked older than her. I agree. So the one that they had in what in game. Yeah, and I think that's part of it. I think people are like, never forget when you're watching this that they did that they robbed this actress. And I'm like, dude, this is a job, man. It's like they're a business. They cast someone that looks mildly younger because they're gonna do other things with this higher yeah. profile actress. It's like I thought she was fine. The only part that I really didn't like was like the speech. But I could have done without that. Yeah. Cause it did make I didn't I get she's like kind of a, a Gen Z freedom fighter. So yeah. I get what they were doing with that. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know. I, I could have done without that. But I think I, I did appreciate that she motivated Scott Lang to do what he was gonna do, you know. So Yeah, I love that relationship between them. It's like he his whole life has been like a criminal and like uh just a dude that's just kind of all of this is kind of fallen in his lap. And now he has all the success. And you even think about characters like Bucky and Sam, like those guys are still kind of like working their ass off and then kind of down on their luck. And he's doing like fucking book signings and all this stuff and like living his best life. Mm-hmm. And his daughter's like, you, you, I mean, you're still a superhero. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, you're, still you're still supposed to be helping people. I thought that was a great dynamic between them. Uh, Hope and Dime. I don't know if it was the anti-vax stuff, but uh, she was just in the movie to shoot stuff. Yeah, she was. I like her costume, though. Very form-fitting. The bright, the bright, yeah, well, I was going to say the bright yellow looked better than the gold in the old movie. Yes, the bright yellow looked better than the gold, and it was it highlighted her assets. Okay, so... <laughs> But, you know, they gave her enough. She was saving the world. She's using her intelligence and her father's company. Like, that's I, cool. I love enough. that was cool. I, I really appreciated that. I'm still confused on where everything is in the timeline. Like, did the shit, yeah. did the eternal shit happen? Because nobody ever talks about that. There needs that. They needed that dude, man. They needed that recap dude. Uh, crazy. I, <clears throat> I really liked the 
teamwork dynamic, like how they just knew how to work together. That shit was yeah. cool. Yeah, I really it almost almost needed parts. almost needed each other. Like they almost only worked together. Yeah, like, yeah, they were fine. Really great. Scott was fine on his own, but like when they worked together, it was like, oh, these guys are superheroes. I'm still stuck on like why they call it Ant Man though, because I mean I understand that's the original, but I I don't know. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but do the comics not address him using ants as much? Is he just shrink? Is like no, he uses he flies small? on ants. No, he he's legit Ant Man. Like there was another book that I wanted to read uh, in lieu of what we're reading for the following week. It's Ant Man and his daughter Stinger. And he uses ants, communicates with ants, yeah. flies on them. And it was, he didn't even fly on ants in this. No, I was, well, he did once. Did he? Just at the very end. <laughs> when yeah, they're see, going I don't, even, I don't even remember that. And yeah, I don't know. Michelle Pfeiffer stole the show. That was great to see her backstory with like the quantum realm. I was really over the, I was over it instantly. Even at the beginning of the movie where she was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I was just like, just shut up. Let's stop talking about it. Let's stop talking about it. If she doesn't acknowledge the quantum realm, let's just be quiet about it. Mm-hmm. But her backstory with Kang was cool. Uh, her forced relationship with weird alien Bill Murray was like, okay. Yeah, that was too much. I had sex, I guess. You... <laughs> 30 years. Who cares? I think that's implied. I think someone like a normal person would probably have sex with somebody <laughs> in 30 yeah. years. Yeah, um, all that was unnecessary. Nobody needed to address that. It's like people were so obsessed about the Captain America thing that they had to address it here. It's like nobody cared about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> everybody agree. cared I, about Captain America. I think that's what it. I think it was what it was. Yeah, they were like, "Oh yeah, let's play in this a little bit." Yeah, and they were like, "We need to show that they're real people. Let's show them taking a piss." <laughs> yeah, eating. They have to eat something. Yeah, bathroom um, breaks. A lot of people talked about like how bad the CGI was. And I was like, I just didn't see it, man. Because like, I don't think it was that bad, man. It's not supposed to be. This isn't real life. None of this stuff is real. I can't think of a time that I really thought it was bad. Uh, well, when they were there flying, were a few green screen when, things that weren't great. But when they were flying on that giant stingray and like going through the water and stuff, I was like, and it's not even uncanny valley. It's like, I know this isn't real. Oh, well, but also it's yeah. like, I, I don't have a problem with it because i know this isn't real <laughs> this isn't real life i've seen worse this really wasn't that bad yeah I, in and fact, i i can't nothing stuck out to me that was bad yeah me so. either what were your favorite things about the movie just quick hits favorite things about the movie uh introduction of kang well let's talk about real quick just like his departure i wasn't a huge fan of that but favorite things about the movie uh, he was great in it. Jonathan Majors was like brutal as fuck. I like that he was like really kind at first, and then like he gets his ship fixed, and you can tell that he's kind of conniving. So that was really cool switch. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I appreciated that he was still willing to keep his promise with her. Mm-hmm. Like she saw who he was, and he was like, "Listen, I'm." I made a promise that I'm willing you. I know what you saw. I'm willing to take you home. Like, let's just do it. Let's just, let's go home. And then once he realized that she wasn't about it, he he quickly (laughs) switched. I will say that there was one part uh, with Scott Lang where he says, remember, you know, 
I want you to remember you could have gone home, but that he wasn't going to complete that deal. He even says yeah. Cassie will be better off without you. So yeah, that was weird. I didn't like that one so much. Um, but anyway, I think he did an amazing job. I really enjoyed everything with Kang. They didn't make him look overly goofy. No. Uh, well, I did. I still don't like his blue mask. That's just me. I think it looks silly. You know, I, I know a lot yeah. of people talk about the MCU. It, it's really a Spider-Man thing. Spider-Man takes his mask off every time he can. Yeah, That's a little different Ant- to me. Ant-Man did it too much. Yeah. All with Kang, with Kang though, he almost like doesn't need the mask. No. You know, I get it. For comic accuracy, you have to have him in the blue face, but like he almost doesn't need it. Yeah, I don't really think he needed it. Uh one thing that I could really appreciate, obviously, if you know us, I could I could do a whole another 30 minutes talking about how much I love Jonathan Majors. But one thing specifically that I loved about his performance was that it was so different than he who remains. Mm-hmm. That was kind of what I was worried about. I knew he had the range as an actor to do it, but I didn't know how far each side he would go. And I mean, it was like a completely different character. Is that the same guy though? Because he even says like, I've seen it all in. I'm the one. If I die, there's more coming. Like, is he? I think guy? so. I think it's, I think it's all cyclical because he, he who remains said the same thing. If you kill me, you start this. Kang yeah. said, if you kill me, all this starts. And I think it's all like a cyclical thing. Yeah, that makes sense. I was trying to figure that out. And it, uh, I don't know that that's, I don't I know was... either. I mean, it's like variants. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's cool to play in that world. You have a lot of leeway with like, what you can do and, and how you can explain it with this character. Jonathan Majors, fuck, kudos to you for signing that check. Cause you're like, uh, do, why do I need a bigger check than Robert Downey Jr.? Oh, because I'm playing eight different characters. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I will say one of my favorite parts of the movie were like no powers brawl between Scott Lang and him because Scott Lang really was getting his shit rocked. Uh, yeah. And it was cool yeah. to see that he was ready to stand for something to defend well, it's cool to see, like, in in a real world setting, it's like someone fighting for their life. They're going to, you know, because in my head, I'm like, Jonathan Majors is Kang, the Conqueror, is going to beat the shit out of Scott Lang. But Scott Lang's also fighting for his life, so he's going to get some hits in. He's mm-hmm. not just going to get his ass kicked. He got his hits in, but he also did get his ass kicked, man. Yeah. I I always think, and this trope exists in so many movies where the bad guy basically like beats someone into a computer that malfunctions or something, and he put him over right next to the thing that was going to cause the problem. And I thought that was really stupid, but that was stupid. I just hate seeing these tropes that exist in every movie. It has nothing to do with Ant Man and the uh, yeah and the Wasp Quantumania. Like it doesn't have anything to do with this being a a movie that I didn't like, did like, whatever. I just am so tired of seeing these predictable tropes. Is is he dead, though? Like, I know they say he's nah. dead, but we know from the book we're reviewing this week, if he's dead, he's not really dead. Like, Right, it doesn't make sense because he can travel through a million different times. That's just his future. Yeah, and he explains it a lot. He's like, hey, time's a cage. Like, the world, or, like, life is way bigger than this. He explains it in the movie the same way he does in the book that we're reviewing this week. Yeah. Um, last thing. Last thing we'll get into, the end credits. 
Okay, what? so I, I'm so frustrated. I like to go. To, I would I would go to all these movies by myself, but my family went with me. My wife worked that night, and it was like we had the movie ended, and she was like, "We got to go. I got to go to work." And I was like, "Oh the fuck, there's two. I could have went to this movie by myself. There's two head credit scenes." So I only saw the first one, and then I uh, legally saw the second one. I almost can't remember what's the first one. The first one is we get Amortis, we get Rama Tut, we get yes. the boy Centurion. He didn't look stupid, you know, because he the robotic Kang was redhead Centurion that you love so much. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so. And then we get just the thousands of Kangs. Yeah. I even think he who remains shows up. I mean, he's in the pit. Somebody looks yeah. just like him. Yeah. <clears throat> they may just use stock footage that they had from Loki. But yeah. yeah, right. I I so what's the oldest one? Immortus. He's the Immortus. Kang. Remember in the in the book we talk about, he talks about him. He's like, he's the Kang that lost his resolve. Yeah, that one I don't know about. I think they'll fix it. I agree. I agree. I was I like, don't. eh, that looked whack. Well, it's not the way he looks. It's the way his voice that he was putting on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rama Tut looked cool, man. I'm not going to lie. He had like a robot arm. That dude looked cool. He looked cooler yeah. than Rama Tut in the book that we read. Just yeah, like yeah, a dude yeah. in a loincloth. <laughs> Wearing like Mommy's Alive cosplay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I liked uh, that whole part. So I thought that was great. Um, yeah. It just oh, it makes me think like they have to do some sort of backstory on Kang, like the book that we're reading. Yeah. They have to do something, and maybe it's at the beginning of Kang Dynasty where they do like a short five minute him go, or maybe they explain because in the second end credit scene it's Victor Timely. Oh yes, that's what it was. I couldn't remember. Yeah, who is like another He's- Kang. Is is he the one that he who remains is talking about? Like he's the one that figured out the the time travel so. deal. Yeah, I think so. And well, and even Kang rec- says that like they all did it. They all mess with time. Yeah, they all figured something. But and he that's was why the I think first one to why, reach out. I think. Yeah, I think he's the first one, and I think Kang comes back because, and I think this Kang is going to team up with the Avengers in Kang Dynasty, like the Kang that died. Yeah, oh, I think man, he's he was good. I, I think he's going to team up with part. the. I think he's going to team up with the Avengers to fight the Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Overall, I mean, I'm calling it right it. now. I'm calling it right now. That this Kang comes back, teams up with the Avengers and Kang Dynasty, becomes ultra powerful because that's his thing to kill all the Kangs, and then he gets like beyonder level strong. Then you have Secret Wars. Oh yeah. Sound bite. Uh, i overall what were your what were your overall thoughts of this movie i liked it man i really did um yeah there was like pacing issues Uh, i wasn't a huge fan of modok but also like didn't hate it as much as i thought i would hate it yeah i thought hell it i mean it's funny he's a big head with arms and legs what else are you going to do with him and they made fun of that fact they made fun of they kind of poked at the fans because you know, yeah. what else are you going to do with this character? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I think there were a few parts that I didn't like. I just don't like I don't think that they've given Scott Lang like 
a lot to do. He's been playing this same kind of goofy thing, you know. He hasn't had a lot of character growth. I, I no. and I get that like his whole shtick is like that all this is kind of falling in my lap. But he hasn't had like a lot of character growth. He's just kind of like the guy that steps up. At He's the right kind time. of lost. He's yeah. lost some because uh, in Ant Man one he had so much. Yeah, and then he and just Ant-Man made him kind too. of a funny guy. More, yeah, Michael Douglas was great in this. They made him way funnier than he was in the last two movies. Like they they made him funny in the in the second one where he was making fun of Scott, but this one he was like funny. I um, like the way he says ants. Ants. <laughs> yeah, just gets me. I don't know. I, don't I liked know. it. It, I liked I really did enjoy it and it's hard to, to talk about enjoying things on the internet because everyone says it's such an awful movie and for me to say I like it doesn't mean I think it's the best movie in the I just think I enjoyed watching it yes it was it was enjoyable I don't I don't think that it was bad by any means I think that it had some problems yeah um, but and I think it's, one of the major problems that I have with any MCU movies right now is just figuring out where we're at timeline wise where is this is this before and i know it was like that with the first 10 years i mean like thor happens after iron man 2 or uh-huh. after you know like it's all weird well i think it's weird some of people's complaints are like this is a movie i'm only gonna see once and i'm like i've only always i've only seen all of them once <laughs> yeah with the I think exception of like the only one that i've yeah. seen multiple times i think infinity war and endgame i watched them more than once um some of the Captain Americas, but yeah, most of them are maybe viewings. Guardians of the Galaxy one. I watched when it came on uh, Disney plus, but it's like, yeah. I'm not, I'm never the guy that's like, Oh, I went to see, I went to see Ant-Man lost Quantumania for 14 times in the theaters. I'm like, I, <laughs> I am a huge that's, guy. Like that's that. dumb. That's dumb, dude. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just yeah. think that the dial and I've been pretty adamant about it. Like I, I could care less about what anyone thinks about this movie. And I know it's kind of like redundant to put out an episode where we're talking about our thoughts on the movie, but. Well, I mean, I think it's good to see another perspective people. I don't know. This isn't Oscar worthy performances. No, but it's a fun movie. I though Jonathan majors. (laughs) He does a good job. I like Uh, to take my, my opinions of Jonathan majors out of it because I am such a fan, but I'm with you. Like you said it best, man. Like, all of these movies are about a 7, 7.5. The baseline can't be Infinity War and Endgame because that was mm. a culmination of like a bunch of movies. Like that can't be like, oh, the, yeah. the past phase was so good. And it's like, you can't compare. People are comparing like, Jonathan Majors Kang to Thanos. Like Thanos yeah, was it, the big bad. It's like instant nostalgia. The last thing that I want to bring up that, that I... um. I think that Disney and the PG rating is really hindering a lot of these. I think it was PG because when he's like torturing them mm-hmm. and he just turns Cassie sideways and it's kind of this like, Oh, maybe what's he doing? Like they like squeeze was, their arm a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. He was like <laughs> pinching them in the fat behind their arm. That's what it felt like. And uh, Nicole even laughed because she was like, what is he doing? Like I would be scared. So I'd be a little scared. I would be. I wouldn't scared be as pick me up with their mind. But I'm saying, yeah, I wouldn't be as scared as they were. But yeah, I agree. They they weren't really tortured, but they were acting like they were tortured. Yeah, 
it made it would make more sense if he was just like crushing her into a wall and you start or like wall or or something and my thing is it's like why did it would be cool if he like controlled like started shrinking her slowly like altering the pin particles like controlling her or like made her really big to where she can't fit in the cage anymore and she's like one thing that I thought would have been neat is if they did like the Stranger Things thing where they like broke her arm, but then he just oh. fixed it and then broke it again and then fixed oh, it. Like, yeah. I thought that would have been a the, good thing. I don't like that. No, I don't <laughs> like it. But I'm saying that that part in particular is just like, okay, what's yeah. actually happening here? Yeah. <laughs> that would be, it would have been funny if it was just like, and scary. And like, a, if you think about it in real world, a, a real world application, if he just like started spinning her full speed, she's just like, <laughs> yeah, like, that hard, been like hard See, anything would have been, yeah, that would have been great. That would have been cool, yeah, man. That would, and been- like, it would have been funny on screen and people would have been like, oh, that's so stupid. But like, if you put yourself in that situation, that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, well, I could speed you. this up at, I could speed this up at any time. Yeah. And I stop it. Make it to where her skin flies off of her bones. Yeah. Uh, well, in my head is like, the the containment that she was in is so secure that he she's hasn't grown to giant size yet and so he makes her grow until where she's like pressed up against the wall and like i can keep going she, i can explode her in this yeah thank yeah. you know um that, anyway we don't, we don't write movies i enjoyed it and that is not to say that it's it's not Schindler's List. I would never expect it to be a movie yes. like that. It's Ant-Man. Yes, it is entertaining. It is entertaining. And I still and I think it's a solid trilogy. Uh I do of too, all man. the movies, you know. But they we haven't had a lot of trilogies, I don't think. So I guess there's no. not a lot to stand up to. And we haven't had a lot of good trilogies. No, they all have Think about Captain America. Captain America 1 and 2. Captain America 2 is amazing. Has, well, Captain America has the best trilogy, and I don't even yes, like the agree. third movie. Yeah, that's I had that conversation with somebody else. Is like, <laughs> they made a third movie? Fuck you. I was like, okay, yes. I understand Civil War. It was like, it's just they shouldn't have called it Civil War. It's like, oh, I, I don't like Civil War. That's my least I thought it was fine. I it was fine. Was, maybe. Barely fine. Fine. I can't it remember like it, though. It was like so. a 7. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really remember it. So and that's the that's thing. It's like uh, Rotten Tomatoes has their score. And then I I will look at uh, Cinema Score. They put out a B. And everyone's like, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Quantumania got a B. How would they ever recover? And I'm like, in, in what reality is a B bad? <laughs> yeah, even a 7 out of 10 game is still pretty good. That's worth I'm it. Like, if, uh, if, I, if I had all Bs in high school, I'd be a much smarter person now. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you would. De- I don't know. I'm the same way. I'm like, B's good. B's I'm good. Like, I take B's all day. If I was stressed out about a test and like I knew I failed, and my professor came back and said, "Hey, you got to B," I'd be like, "Yes, I'm a god." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everybody, that's it. Yeah, go see it if you want to. Don't if you don't. Whatever. It's entertaining. I, my thing is just like try to. Some people, and I even had a guy that that was commenting on our stuff. It was like, "Hey, what did you like about it? What what did you think?" And I was like, "I thought it was fine." And someone else started commenting. They were like, "I hated it. It was worse than Multiverse of Madness." And the guy was like, "Oh, I hate to hear that. I'm on my way to see it right now." And I'm like, "Why does that affect you, man? <laughs> Who gives a fuck what that guy on the internet thinks?" Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Ah, uh, that's it, guys. We're gonna take a second. 
uh, to go to the potty. We'll be right back with a review of Kang. Yeah, we're going to take a second to go back in time. Back in time. Back in time. Back in time. We'll be right back. Okay, everybody, it's Michael E. Cullen II. And I'm Sesame Encarta from the All Too Real 2 podcast. We're passionate about movies, TV, and pretty much all things pop culture. Dive into the chaos of failed sitcoms, direct-to-video sequels, and the quirky realms of cinema and TV. Join us every Thursday for your dose of All Too Real 2 entertainment. We'll guide you through debates like whether Howard the Duck qualifies as a superhero. Ponder if Larry the Cable Guy could be the new rock or Schwarzenegger. Discover if some shows and movies should have stayed in the cutting room. Ever heard of a sitcom featuring that dictator with the funny mustache? Well, we watched it. We're dedicated to unraveling the peculiarities of pop culture, sometimes with awesome guests. So, if you're into the eccentric world of pop culture, listen and subscribe to All Too Real 2. Available wherever you find podcasts and on Age of Radio. Welcome back, guys, and thanks for giving us a second to freshen up. This is the section of the podcast where we review a trade, and after almost 200 episodes, some people still call it a trade review. Some people don't, and you gotta. <laughs> after almost 200, you gotta. Yeah, I'm the only one that calls it that. I'm just hoping it'll stick one of these days. <laughs> hey, you're those days. guys that do the trade reviews? Are you the guys that review the long-form comic books? The collections? <laughs> what do you call The graphic novels. <laughs> yes. The graphic novels. I've always hated that term, graphic novels. It's like, don't church it up, man. It's okay if you read comic books. You don't have to try to sound more grown up. They're still, they're the same thing. I thought that graphic novels. I always thought that it was interesting, and I would say that, and people would be like, like manga. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Either the it's either manga or it's The Watchmen. Those are the only two graphic novels that exist. <laughs> yeah. What are you? What are you gay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> This episode, okay, so last episode we reviewed Ant-Man, and yes, everybody knows that SEO and algorithms and the internet and Illuminati, those all play into factor whenever you're releasing any sort of content into the universe, and Simon and I, we had recorded one of our rainy day episodes was an Ant-Man review. There's no reason, it's not a rainy day situation, we're just hoping and praying to the internet gods that some people that haven't listened oh. to the show listen to that one. And also, then I figured, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it's a great book and it was, it's topical because Marvel legends is releasing one of the introductory characters from that book. So <clears throat> yeah, very cool. Which leads me to, you know, when I, we read that book, I was like, ah, this is going to be a one-off. It's going to be a one-off character, but they're making a Marvel legends. Might get them back at some point. Maybe. Yeah. I hope so. He's cool. This episode of the podcast, we're going to continue to try to milk the system. And <laughs> really, like, I've been a fan of this character. And we'll talk about it more in a second. But I just want to really read more about him and also milk the gods, <laughs> the Internet gods. Yeah. So we're reading Kang the Conqueror. Specifically, this this miniseries was titled Only Myself Left to Conquer. Now, I don't want to go into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania saying, like, oh, I'm the biggest Kang fan in the whole. I love Jonathan Majors. That's really the appeal to me. Like, if it would have been anyone else, I'd be like, ah, it's fine. It's Mm -hmm. really because of Jonathan Majors, which if you've listened to the past 
I don't know, 15 episodes, you could be like, God, oh, these guys. Really they are love- really, really into Jonathan Majors. <laughs> they really love Jonathan Majors. Um, I know his brother, so I mean. Yeah, that's why. We're just trying to represent for his brother. Put him on the map yeah. as well. But this is an interesting story that kind of, it's, I, it was cool because it kind of was in its own thing rather than like tied to the Marvel Universe, which, as you know, we don't get to do a lot because everything's connected. Mm-hmm. So let's jump. Let's jump right in, man. Kang the Conqueror, issue number one. Can I read this? Can I do number one? Yeah, I was hoping. <laughs> Let me start. I'm gonna start. I Kang the Conqueror, number one, written by. <laughs> I'm sorry. My first thought was like my mind didn't read that correctly. It was written by Colin Kelly, and I read that at Colin Jelly. Anyway, <laughs> Colin Jelly, written by yeah. Colin Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> written by Colin Jelly. Uh, Jackson Lansing, art by Carlos Magno, and cover by Mike Del Mundo. The origin of Kang. The man called Kang the Conqueror has been a pharaoh, a villain, a warlord of the space ways, and even on rare occasions, a hero. Across all timelines, one fact seems absolute. Time means nothing to Kang the Conqueror. But the truth is more complex. Kang is caught in the endless cycle of creation and destruction dictated by time and previously unseen by uh, any but the Conqueror himself. A cycle that would finally explain the enigma that is Kang. A cycle that begins and ends uh, with an old broken Kang sending his younger self down a dark path. That's something. Hell yeah. (laughs) So just a quick uh, anecdote. Sometimes when I'm reading the books for the show my wife and kids like me to read it in like voices and so Mm -hmm. i was reading some of the first issue and she was like that doesn't sound like kang and i was like how the hell do you know what kang sounds like yeah and she was like he's the guy the brain guy that fights the ninja turtles right i was like (laughs) listen i've never loved you more because that's like a that's a great like nerd reference like you get bonus points for being someone that is like a bully to nerds <laughs> like yeah. to reference that obscure character in the ninja turtles you get bonus points but uh it's adorable how wrong you are yeah yeah you get all the points you got yeah. you're, you're back at zero you got you're a lot of points for, for knowing krang yeah. you get nothing <laughs> deducted but yeah, yeah you don't get any bonus points he's like uh, a thousand years yeah. but, then, but, then, but then as i continue to read because i only read the first issue with them and i could then i started reading it in his voice yeah which is a thousand thousand years ago yeah that's terrible um first of all as usual i want to know when i sent this book to you what'd you think man what were your ideas going into it well i don't know anything about king so I was excited. I mean, I know that he's a time traveler. I know at one point uh, when I was into the Young Avengers, because I did at one time, believe it or not, collect comic books. I bought Young Avengers. I bought Iron Man. I bought Spider-Man. And uh, or at least had the collected edition of Young Avengers. So uh, when I bought those, I know that the end is like, oh, shit, he's Kang, which to me, I was like, okay, (laughs) I didn't know anything about him then either. Kang's not that cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things I do like about Kang is how ridiculous he looks. Uh, he's wearing a quilt stupid. with a belt and a purple helmet. He's a very old school villain, but I I love that he does not change. Like, 
he's a time travel that could be the style somewhere yeah it's like a shawl it's like he's wearing like an old lady shawl underneath yeah 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 it's purple armor it's funny because they kind of make it look like he's got big sleeves but really it could just be a poncho with belt yeah i think it is yeah um but at any rate i didn't know much about kang but other than that and the lego marvel superheroes too (laughs) i don't know much about him so i was excited to learn uh, yeah. essentially and i've and i've you know after loki i know that they're not connected with the comics and the mz aren't really connected that way but they always obviously take inspiration so i was interested to see when he's ta- when they're talking about all these different variants um mm-hmm. of him and then when you tell me that he's jonathan richards i'm like oh shit right jonathan nathaniel richards nathaniel sorry uh i think jonathan is the exiles mm, the <laughs> guy that got like, killed i don't know <laughs> uh at any rate so i was excited to to learn more about it because i think that's really crazy nathaniel is the second son franklin richard's son we don't know it, oh, could, be just all, it could be it could be all the way down because if, if the 616 currently is the 21st century this is the 30 31st century where he lives so Sherlock Holmes in the 20s. You remember that? Man, I remember that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a deep. You and I are like the two sides to the same coin. Oh, um, yeah, it's cool. So I, I said I wasn't a huge fan of Kang. I think the most I, general comic book knowledge is reading for so long. I did know that those boys beat him up and slit his throat as a young kid. I knew that. I knew that part of his story. Mm-hmm. But most of it was from Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Like, there's a whole almost like season. Cartoon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where he's the, or not, not season, but you know how they do like mini arcs within the yeah. season. There's a mini arc where they fight Kang and they go through the past and things like that. That's really where I'm like, oh, yeah, Kang's kind of cool, but also his like lunchbox head with his blue face <laughs> is like, kind of stupid. I will um, give them props uh, for the MCU for not really changing that. I mean, they, Again, we talked about it earlier. They do MCUFI, yeah, the costume, but it's really still the quilt, <laughs> yeah, and the blue face and the purple helmet. I appreciate it. Don't fuck with it yeah. too much. I was wondering if they're going to do it, man. And they gave him the lines on the face too. I was wondering if they were going to do like a full blue face because it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know I'm... that in the comic books that they ever have a actual explanation for it. I mean. Why does Wolverine have horns? Yeah, that's true. What'd you think about this issue? Let's talk about the things that you liked first, and then we'll talk about things that you didn't like. Well, first, I I love any time travel story. Um, So we get this kind of... Nathaniel's a little bit of a... He's kind of like doing an Indiana Jones thing here. Yeah. He's talks about his getting his uh, throat slit, and then he's learning more and more and more he just wants to be knowledgeable because he knows about the heroes of the past and i think it's cool that he finds like this doom library that's the indiana jones part he kind of drops in to learn more about the past to learn more about this golden era of superheroes um but then we get this interjection by kang like the actual kang yeah and that was pretty cool because he they explain it later, but you always think there's going to be this paradox, right? You can't meet your yeah. younger self. 
so it was interesting to see him there just talking. He's like, yeah, I'm going to train you because I'm going to make you better than me. Like I yeah. went through all this shit. I'm going to make you, you're going to start with a boost. Yeah. And not just train you. I'm going to take you out of time. Which yeah. you, like you said, well, you would think that would be a, how is Kang there? If Kang never grew up, you know, so it's, it's a weird situation. Actually. And, uh, and on a sidebar, sorry to yeah. interrupt. They have figured out that the, like time travel thing like there there was a professor that figured out this is real news oh and this is terrible because i just kind of read the headline and i read a little bit in the article but it was talking about the avoiding paradoxes and 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 all that but it was talking about how like time travel could be possible um how to circumvent the paradox or some shit so Damn. what they say in here from this older comic books I think kind of holds true theoretically. We also get a little tease that he is the descendant of doom. Like they gloss over it a lot. Like sometimes when he's about to say it, he gets cut off sometimes mm. like in later on when they fight, oh, they, yeah. they're heavy handed with it. Like, Oh, we're going to take you out even though you're a descendant of us or whatever, or we're descendants of you. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because back in when he was first introduced way back in the day, that's the story that they wanted to tell that he was a, uh, descendant of doom but then when they finally revealed his identity years later he was a richard so which is still possible to be both that far in the you know that far in the future he definitely seems like a dick yeah and that's cool to be i think it's cool to be a descendant of both of like two of these freaking mortal enemies it was cool to see him take off his helmet because you think that he's got a blue face like you think that's just like he's like an alien, right? Yeah, we're like I I used to think that he spliced his DNA with the Cree or something to like gain an advantage. Uh but no, he's just a regular dude with the blue face. He likes the color blue. Got a creepy like fifties goatee, like uh fifties <laughs> yeah. talkie movie. <laughs> yeah, so that's what essentially what this issue is about. It takes him you know, he starts his training or whatever. What didn't you like about the first issue? honestly there weren't a lot of things sometimes okay so i understand that reading is fun right i like to read but this (laughs) book is very dialogue heavy yeah um it's kind of internal monologue stuff and it gets as we move further along you can start to see it here but as we move further along it's frustrating to see like okay he's training his previous self but you know, it's cyclical. When you, you start to see, tell. yeah, yeah. When you start to, they, and they do a really good job in the first, I want to say, two and a half issues of like making it. Maybe it's this, you know, this anomaly because when he's introduced to, we'll talk about the next issue. When he's introduced to the Pharaoh, he's like, "What? How?" He's like, "How are you here?" Mm-hmm. And then even when he fights Kang again later on, he's like, "What? You're not supposed to be here right now because I don't discover this until this time." So it makes it it makes you think like oh maybe this character is an anomaly. I assumed that he was just going to get killed, mm-hmm. but it it does get more frustrating as you see like oh damn this is kind of like you're fighting an uphill battle, man. <laughs> right. There was some of the things. So we did talk about things that I like, but I'll just add on to those. <clears throat> I like that they're in like this pocket time. Uh, I can't remember during Cretaceous, whatever when the meteor hits. Yeah, like they're in the, they got like a week. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is just the amount of time you have though for the essentially the Earth. Is, yeah, everything's gonna be killed. And I like that last moment when you see it descending, and he like whoop pops into time. 
Yeah. Uh, I didn't like that Kang was a drunk. <laughs> I thought it was weird. It's weird, right? I thought it was weird. Also, when he murdered all those people, it was like, what? <laughs> it, well, he was just like trying to save him from having emotion, but it seemed like an extreme turn. Yeah. I guess he is a conqueror. I don't know. Yeah, it was I just it was just caught me off guard because he you know he what we're talking about is he tells young Nathaniel to not fall in love. Spoiler alert, he falls in love, smacks the shit out of him. I thought that was a great panel. Mm-hmm. I also love the explanation of the lines on his face, not now, but like the payoff is good. And the end. It's fucking sad. And my gripe with this issue going, you know, starting out is yeah, I'm the same with you. I like reading, I do. I've been even trying to read more regular books. This ha- book has a lot of inner monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate it on one hand because it speaks like Kang. Like that's Kang talking. Like that's how he talks. He probably does yeah. have a lot of monologue. So it works. But for me, I was like, this is something I'm not gonna be able to skim through this. <laughs> yeah, he, he speaks as someone who's been through a lot of time. But it's weird because this is kind of it, the way it shifts is interesting. And we find out later, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for the last part of the book, but the way it shifts right now, he's a kid and he's being trained by his future self. And that's the monologue that's happening. But then there's a shift and you're like, oh, so he kind of has like this lifetime of experience even now. Yeah. Uh, it's wild it's a lot time books man um yeah he escapes and then he ends up in the desert yeah i like that the panel of like the portal opening in the sky and he just like like, shoots down very cool Uh, so far good i'm interested though i mean really breaks down you know you have a general knowledge of Kang, like you said, is this time traveling conqueror? It's cool to get sort of an insight on like inner monologue, mm-hmm. more in depth with him. Well, and he is so goofy looking, you know. So it's kind of cool to see his story. He looks like a yeah. Lego guy, especially in the cover for issue two here. Yeah, he does. He looks like a lunchbox head, man. And let's talk about Kang the Conqueror, issue number two. A young, rebellious, and ideal, idealistic Kang finds himself in ancient Egypt where an older version of himself is ruling with an iron fist as the Pharaoh Rama Tut. Rama Tuts. Rama Tuts. When the Moon Knight draws young Kang into the battle against his future self, tragedy strikes. But will it knock Nathaniel off the course of his destiny or lock him into one path forever? One thing of note is that because Kang murdered those people in issue one, Nathaniel says, I don't want to be like you. I'm going to leave you here to die with the meteor. And then he takes his armor and leaves. So he's he wants to go against the conquering nature and live his life the way he wants mm-hmm. to live it. He said he wants free will, essentially. Yeah. He talks about being in a cage in the 31st century, and he's just traded one cage for another one. And that's where we're at. Yeah, it's, and that's, like you said, it's an important detail, but it is kind of, it's fucked because you know he just leaves him to get struck by an asteroid yeah yeah i was like damn dog <laughs> he yeah. did but he spends a lot of time like you know he's he even says he tailors the suit for himself so he takes in the shoulders and the thighs and stuff yeah 
Yeah, how much? Because it makes it seem like he drugs Kang, takes his suit, and disappears. I guess. I thought he was just drunk. Maybe. Well, you know, I skimmed over the wrong thing. He says that um, he tailored the suit from what he learned. But then we also learned that the suit has like a nanotechnology. You can form it into whatever you want. You can make it to any quilt you want. So maybe he just forms it into his body. And that's what he means by tailoring it. He wasn't like actually like. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I thought he was out here selling. (laughs) That'd be freaking funny. Uh, But yeah, he's in ancient Egypt. Ramatud, what do you think about issue number two, man? What'd you like? I like the inclusion of Moon Knight. It's cool. I love that costume for Moon Knight. It was wild. I didn't expect it. Caught me out of left field, man. I was like, woof. Very cool. And that it was a chick. Yeah. Then what's really crazy, and I think that comes out of left field, is the Iron Lad transformation. Because he says he wants to be the hero that she needs him to be or whatever. And I think that is cool. I like the idea that he's going to be heroic. I don't yeah, necessarily like that transition because it comes out of nowhere and it's only for a little bit yeah like we get this cool panel yeah so like Uh, is he's in in between this at some point is he supposed to like have another pocket dimension where he goes and is an avenger for a little while well it's like he forgets though when he's in the young avengers he forgets he doesn't even know that's true um that being said those are cool portions, but what is this suit? Like you said, it's nanotech. It kind of can form. He, you see it like the blue come off his face and it turns into this other thing. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. That's your symbiote suit. Yeah, that was a little whatever. Also, if you know, uh, it's just a known thing. Drawing black people's hair or POC hair is not an easy thing to do. I assume uh, I wasn't a fan of just the million circles. <laughs> you don't like, like it? Looks like a bunch no. of interconnected ticks. Yeah, it looks, it's not good. No, no. not good. And I know we're not at things we don't like yet, but I'm just at this page. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> the battle, <laughs> the battle like things was cool. Yeah, it's ridiculous comic book stuff. Yeah. What else did this... you like? I mean, this is, Ravana Renslayer. <laughs> Ravana Renslayer was the leader of the TVA in the Loki show. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah, that's cool. Forgot little context that. for that show. I liked a lot of it. I think it's. Um, I thought the the battle against Apocalypse was really cool. Yeah, in Sabinur, but freaking. Ramatut is weird. He's like a weird. It, it, if you think about like Kang living his life and then going into ancient Egypt to conquer, he's just weird at this era. He's like, ah, gu- guards, take the girl to my pleasure gardens. It's just like, what are you doing? Well, I think, and I think that's interesting because we revisit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and he <laughs> he very much looks like batman 66 villain or like a professional wrestler whose stick <laughs> is ancient egypt <laughs> yeah i i find the younger k i can't remember what he called himself but the nathaniel well nathaniel but when he becomes like his ward like this red thing that's flying around. oh centurion 
that's even weirder to me. That is such a weird. I think like Centurion is a character. And so the thing about like old school Kang, just in general, is that there are these different versions Immortus, Centurion, Ramatut. And I think that this book is just trying to include all of those variations of him. And so he like, looks. How can Centurion be in here? I guess he was the general in Ramatut's army. He, he looks in the, you remember the, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Like those, <laughs> he looks like he's like, my costume's made out of fruit roll-ups or whatever. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what he reminds me of. Yeah, it is really weird. I did like that he screams out his name. He's like, stop this Nathaniel. He's talking to him. And then Ramatut's like, damn. Bitch, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls out in pure Egyptian fashion, pulls out a gun and shoots that chick. That and the <laughs> that and when he's fighting the Fantastic Four, like he's got like a machine gun, like a Spawn '90s <laughs> machine. Yeah, gun. shoots ectoplasm too. Yeah, when he's fighting Apocalypse, it's cool. I really, I think it's so goofy that Apocalypse has that '90s X Men. Like I know that's just how Apocalypse looks. But I just think it's lame that he looks like that in ancient Egypt. But he doesn't have a nose. No. They changed that. I just think he, he has the big A on. I think, I think it looks dumb. I think him having that always is dumb. The A is stupid. You shouldn't have like. <laughs> you have an American letter. <laughs> yeah. In yes. ancient Egypt time. Come I don't on, want man. him to look like Oscar Isaac, but. Yeah. But still. Even when they show Apocalypse in the classic, like in flashbacks, he usually looks like a more Egyptian character. Mm-hmm. They were like, Whatever. you remember this guy, right? People wouldn't know, if, I guess, if he didn't look exactly like the 90s cartoon. Yeah. And yeah, what didn't you like about this issue, man? There's not a lot, there's not a lot that I disliked. It was a little confusing um, going from he's Iron Lad and now he's red condom man like i'm a little <laughs> yeah i don't understand there were some really cool panels the convenience that. of the suit thing is funny though he's like he shoots him with the with the gun the obedience gun <laughs> yeah the another obedience gun. another convenient thing and he's like hey man change your shape your armor into something more befitting of your station and then he makes this like weird porno superhero suit <laughs> yeah it's really weird because it's like a uh he has like a bustier. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, like it. Very uncomfortable. It's weird. It's weird, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's not, again, the same. There's not a lot that I don't like. It's sad. And I think it gets increasingly more sad because uh, Ravana just is dead. She dies off screen. Yeah. I don't know what happened. She's dead, man. And he decides to team up with Apocalypse at the end. Um, Apocalypse rules rules the world. Well, yeah, and he's kind of like he's he's really. I think he's trying to. He hates Kang. He hates the Kang that trained him. Like he hates that character. He doesn't realize that it's him. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he does, and he's like, "But I can change." the future i can change it uh, all i gotta yeah, do because is... he knows everything he knows all the battles he knows everything about the king that drains of life so he can try to do the opposite yeah and, which is even more sad yes There's another layer of sadness to this story yeah it's depressing um but he's trying to kind of manipulate apocalypse too yeah so. 
Uh, take it away, issue number three. <clears throat> Kang the Conqueror, issue number three. <clears throat> Young Kang stalks his future self to the site of his first major battle with the Avengers, with the Avongers, hoping to change the course of his destiny once and for all. But the fate of the villainous Doctor Doom has long been entwined with Kang's, and no one interferes with Victor Von Doom's timeline but Victor Von Doom. It's Kang versus Kang versus Doom, with the future of the universe on the line. Boom. Reddit. I love Doctor Doom. Um, and is there was a Doctor Doom miniseries that it focuses on him and Kang in a story arc and so i think a, a little bit of this ties to that um because it was just kind of random that he popped up i guess you could say like them altering the timeline is why he's like hey that's my life nobody messes with doom's timeline but still that's kind of weak mm-hmm. doom's just always watching the timeline to see if someone's messing with them yeah that's weird uh what did you like about issue number three some things that caught your eye well, I think it's there's great panel work. There's great just uh, sweeping pages on this. It's really cool. Yeah. I like seeing the Avengers in here, but it's like the old school Avengers. Yeah, like the first team. I yeah, yeah, yeah. The like the when Captain America first joins. Yeah, man, it's great. I also really liked. There's two things that I like about this origin. One that. Apocalypse basically basically makes him like an acolyte, so he makes him look like him. He even puts like the A on his belt too. Yeah, he has the Apocalypse armor. I thought that was great. That was cool. I also like that he puts him in a sarcophagus. So he, <laughs> instead of like traveling through time in the normal manner, he travels time in the joking manner that I say. It's like, if I take a nap, I'm traveling through time. Yeah. This guy sleeps in the sarcophagus that makes his body uh suspends his body right but lets him think which i yeah. think would just drive you crazy i don't torture think that's a good idea but anyway he lives through like 1500 years of <laughs> yeah. just being in the sarcophagus and then he pops out and goes to a fucking mechanic <laughs> i love the way that apocalypse explains it too he says kang doesn't respect time jumps in and out time is supposed to be patient you but kang jumps out whenever he wants to does whatever he wants if you're going to do it my way you're going to do it my way because apocalypse mm-hmm. also lives forever you know he's spanned multiple centuries so he's like you're gonna do it my way like the real way everybody time travels you're gonna just gonna do it my <laughs> time yeah travel the everybody real time way. travels it's just slow yeah and i thought that was great man the way he broke it down i was like damn that's true and i also liked how the narrow the radio show sets the stage for like where we're at timeline wise and main universe it's like yeah uh the right ra- the fantastic four are fighting the x-men above the baxter building the avengers just got this guy out of ice captain america it's a great day for the usa and it's like the mysterious panther it's like setting up that it's like early marvel yeah i thought that was cool and i just love seeing giant man yeah, I like that costume. It's so goofy, but I love it. Like it looks like a moth, right? Yeah. Like what I just think it's cool. And it's like, yeah, you have Iron Man and Thor. I don't know how Captain America got there because he's like in the air. Yeah, twice. There and then the next. <laughs> but 
when you're that big, when you're as big as Giant Man, you can just pull that spaceship out of the sky and just smash it on the ground like a plate. <laughs> yeah, but though I've always what I I also love the limitations of Giant Man, especially mm-hmm. in like the Ultimates. It's like you're 60 feet tall, but you're just like a 60 foot tall like a man. Like you're yeah. still just a dude. Yeah. So I yes, you're if, really strong, but you're just a guy. You know what sucks? So when he whenever he's small, he has the strength of yeah well it's like he's still as strong as he was like a a man so if he punches you it's still like he punched you as a man yeah and i love that i love that sidebar in ant-man it's like you have to pull your punches because you're focusing all that energy on this tiny point you basically could puncture someone's skull (laughs) yeah yeah that's funny yeah because he doesn't actually get like he's not superman strength he's still just a dude he's just a big dude yeah yeah that's fun that's funny yeah, these splash pages are great. I mean, all good. I don't know how I feel about the budget Kang, but or this like <laughs> disco Kang is what I call him because he has his blue mask on. But for some reason in this era, he has like the he didn't fully commit. <laughs> he wanted he's, people to see his beautiful eyes. He's got super butt chin too. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's just. I don't know why disco Kang is just what it popped up when I see him. It looks like flabbergasted from. <laughs> From Beetle Beetle Board. Board. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I love Budget King. I love it. Yeah. Uh, he still he got is, that little blue. That blue makes more sense. Yeah, he is Iron Man. He Iron Man 3. He made all this shit. Yeah. Or even Cable in the movie Deadpool 2. Yeah. Like he made all this shit out of shit that was there, but he knew how to make it efficient and like a laser you know that to me that's really cool he had the knowledge to make to make it futuristic and i also like how he gets you know kang has the ship that no one can go on but kang and he's like oh i let the ship know that i am kang and so we see yeah. this transition into like he's not nathaniel like you talked about it a few pages or issues ago the narration is going from nathaniel to kang now right well and and yeah like like i said i mean we'll we'll see like this full circle thing but it's kind of weird because it's almost like he gains all the knowledge of the person he defeated or whatever, you know? And yeah. He's much wiser. Even when he's Nathaniel, he's much wiser because he just studies a lot. Yeah. But anyway, there was, what didn't you like about it? I'm, I'm going to lead this off real quick. There is a page where doom is fighting both of them. Right. And, um, regular Kang is doing some monologuing. He's like, it's like really muddled future talk, an assassin from the past future and a child from the future's past. This chamber has become a mockery of time, right? I love that. That's not my gripe. It's just that the eyes and the mouth don't match up. It's just, it, it's weird. Like maybe they do match up, but there's a panel in between the face of Kang I don't know what page it is for you because I'm doing oh, yes. issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like a full face of Kang and there's a panel strip in the middle. And it probably does match up, but just because it separates it like that, it just, it looks weird. It looks off. And, and it's also interesting that they went with the eye holes, but he has blue lips and like, how does that work? All the way in. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, weird. It's just in his mouth. What I didn't like is that... I don't know what page this would be, but it was like a full spread when they're battling and Doom's doing his thing. There's some cool artwork in there, but the way it reads doesn't make sense. Yeah, at some point, it reads like a Z. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And only only in that like middle part because then it goes back to Yeah. It was weird. So, I, I was like, it wasn't until he says, No groveling will save your life, boy. Kane cannot be trusted. He's like, I'm not groveling, I'm cutting a deal. It wasn't until I read, I was like, oh shit, this is the sequence it's supposed to go in. Cause I was reading it like you would read a fucking book. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took me a second too. And um, it was great. I did, it seems kind of pointless for Doom to pop up and just do this only to get taken out in, you know, a few pages. I get it. I really do. But it just also seems like mm. it is cool to see Nathaniel just murk the shit out of Kang now. Yeah. You know, Kang is like, yeah, hell yeah, we did it. We beat Doom. Let's go, let's go conquer the future. And he's like, nah, dog. Yeah. He said well, you can't trust Kang. He was talking about me. I thought that was cool. Then he blasts his ass. But Kang is it's Kang is kind of annoying in like a great way. Because he understands that he is just he's in at some point he is in he's there. At some point at any given time in time, he is there. Yeah. And so he gets shot. What were his last words? Kang is dead. And in the third person, or not, <laughs> Kang is dead. Long live Kang. And it's just like, mm. I like that though. I did too. It's annoying, but like in a good way. Yeah, it is. It is silly. Yeah. But um, it, yeah, it's, it's an interesting like death, <laughs> 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 death rattle. I find I, I really like the combination of seeing because Dr. Doom doesn't change. Dr. Doom always looks always the same generally. Yeah. Um, and it's very old school. And I like Kang in this instant too, because this is all very old school. Just Dr. Doom never changes and Kang yeah, never changes really. So no, they may add a little bit more detail to the suit, but he, he looks the same. Yeah. I think it's a cool, I think that's a cool combo. It's like these people that, seemingly have more knowledge than you think right yeah maybe that's the key it's keeping it basic <clears throat> not showing your cards yeah make, make um, yourself look go- real goofy he sent and in this is where it starts you yeah we, we get a good full pay full shot of the sphinx battleship which is Excuse fucking me. so yeah. ridiculous it's yeah got, it's like got... the mask like guns <laughs> like you know when the mask pulls out all oh, yeah. those guns. that's what it looks like yeah, he does the uh, wiggle. Yeah. Also, but the, then, the cones for the it's got like the cones for the rockets or whatever are as big as a third of the Great Pyramid. So yeah, that's there would be no sand; it would be bare ground. <laughs> all the sand yeah. would just be blown out. It would be just or a giant cloud glass. around him, or glass. Yeah. yeah. He goes back in time in the time ship. Now he has freeze the spaceship and he's going to go back in time to take over right before uh, they get captured. Cause he, this is a tale of love too. We don't, we gloss over that. He's in love, which Kang continued like that haunts him. Kang told him never fall in love, but he is, he loves Ravana and he's going to go and do what he can to save her. Yeah. Well, also I do think it's kind of funny. So he's in love with Ravana here, but, he also kind of falls in love with like that cave lady or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Um, hmm? It was, it was 80, ADI. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was kind of a, and I think they explained it later that maybe kind that of. was 
kind it of. It was kind of like a hook situation. Yeah. I'll explain that reference later. Hook the movie. Yeah, yeah, I get it. When he got old. Uh huh. I'll I'll explain it. Oh, I know. Okay, (laughs) yes. Yeah, Yeah. man. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. I I took it there, but yeah, that's that's what I thought. I was like, oh, man, this is like, hook. I didn't even realize it. Like, I I pieced that all together in my head just now. (laughs) <laughs> so i thought that was a dude i thought that was an old dude i didn't think that was an old lady uh, no no we'll talk about that in a second though he goes back in oh is this a different issue no he goes back in this no. Damn, yeah, these issues are, are stacked with stuff man yeah they're very jam-packed it goes back and we're starting to see that not a lot has changed um i think some of the dialogue changes because she's talking to him and she's saying if you love me like you claim then you'll free us but instead of killing her, or zapping her, or whatever, we learn that he sends her to a protective chamber. Like that's that's something that well, we didn't know what happened to her. And the, and the other one, he zaps her with like the compliance gun, mm-hmm. and then sends her to his, you know, the concubine thing. Yeah. But I think that that's a cover because he zaps himself too, right? The Iron yeah. Lad. And I, this is when I'm like, this is cyclical. Nothing has changed because I think he zaps her, but not yeah, really. There is, well, there is some smoke coming off of her too. I didn't even notice right. that before. Right. That's what I saw. Zaps him, Iron Lad, tells him whatever he's going to tell him to make him red condom guy. And then mm-hmm. um, I think that that's when he's like, okay, that's enough to like get him away from you. And then they have the conversation about love. We just don't right. see it. Right, right, right. This is what you're doing. I think. Depressing. That makes sense. But then we learn that he's he's says that he's so distracted by trying to save her that he doesn't realize the other things that are, you know, he just thought that the centurion would handle the fight, mm-hmm. even though he was in the fight, so he should know what happened. <laughs> then the uh, Fantastic Four randomly pop up and just give him a whomping. well and he's getting older too like he's gotten older which i think is uh but yeah i find that kind of funny it's like harry potter and it's a lot like harry potter does it i think in the prisoner of azkaban and also no yes and also um lovecraft country country does it or it's like I saw somebody come. Where's this person? Where are they coming from? Where are they coming from? They're supposed to save you. They're supposed to save you. Oh, it was me. Yeah. yeah. So that's the same thing. Like you said here, he's like, oh, this person's going to take care of it. That's you. You I were there. Doing, yeah. I already lived that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I, love, I love big fisted Mr. Fantastic. I think it's so stupid, but I just love, uh, could you imagine getting punched with a fist that's as big as your body? Yeah. That's like rubber band too. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. <clears throat> that's a weird, that's kind of a weird panel. Like the posing for Mr. Fantastic is off. Yeah. He also kind of looks like, uh, what's the owner of the Mavericks? <laughs> oh, Mark Cuban. Yeah, he does look like Mark Cuban. I love the little Sphinx ship <laughs> that shoots out. The sarcophagus time ship yeah. is just fantastic. That is men in black. Yeah, it's funny that it doesn't have any like real direction though. It's just like I just shot it, it's just shot yeah, myself into shot the time stream. Yeah, 
What didn't you and like it, about this issue, man? Well, it doesn't make sense that he's got all this armor, but as the Pharaoh, he's like, I'm just going to wear these booty shorts and this hat. Yeah, is that the suit? It's not the suit, because in the next issue, he says, let's give me some clothes. So he's yeah. not wearing the armor anymore. Strange. Hmm. They don't explain that. Why would you give that up? Why would you just make it look like that? <laughs> just make it a loincloth. You still have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole thing is strange. And I honestly wanted to see... Um, I wanted to see it turn out a little differently. Like, it is depressing, and it's a cool... In a good way. I don't know if that doesn't make any sense, but... <laughs> I think it's cool to see how time works. It's like, I'm going to stop this from happening. It's, but it still happens yeah. exactly the way it happened. Yeah. You, even if you, and we talked about this, whether it was on this episode or not, it's like, you can have the plan and you can do everything to stop it. But like, maybe you doing everything to stop it is what created that outcome anyways. And yeah, we'll get more into that. Yeah, if you're wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, Exiles, which is our Ooh, Patreon yeah. series on ThinkCut. So that's there's a lot of time travel kind of paradoxical shit there. So if you're interested in that series, subscribe to our Patreon. It's $5. Yeah. yeah. Plug. Mid, mid-show plug. We didn't talk about this. One of the things that I loved in like the first or second issue is we, we talked about paradoxes and why they kind of explain it and brush it off. He's like, yeah, paradoxes. Yeah, that's that's real. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, we use that as our advantage. Like, that's our, one of our weapons. Yeah, it's a tool. Yeah, and then he was talking about the one of his biggest weaknesses, or weaknesses in general, is creating a plan. He was like, you got to be unpredictable and be able to fly off the hip. And I was like, that's cool, man. He's like, anytime I had a plan, I got my ass kicked, which kind of explains, like, how does Kang get beat by the Avengers in the Fantastic Four? And, like, he shouldn't. Then he explains it. Like, anytime I had a plan... I got my ass kicked. <laughs> you got to learn from that. Yeah. Well, and there's there. I love any fiction where time just doesn't let you fuck with it. Like uh, Stephen King wrote that was eleven twenty three sixty two. Mm, yeah, about it's eleven twenty two sixty three. I always get yeah, I always get those kind of uh, mistranscribed but that one he always says time is obdurate no matter how much you try to change it some shit's gonna it's gonna play back it will yeah it will correct it so yeah it's gonna push back one way or the other like say in that book spoiler alert he stops oswald mm-hmm. but then like the love of his life who's with him gets shot in the chest or something like yeah. it plays back it's gonna take what yeah. it's gonna take uh, and I feel like this is similar. Like you try to shift something and it's not really going to play nice. Yeah. I thought they did a decent job at like skirting it. So like using what you mentioned, we didn't get what happened behind, behind the scenes. And they used that to their advantage in the narration of this, making it seem fresh. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Um, there's not a lot that I don't like in this one. Yeah. I'm, the Terminator stuff is okay. It's very Terminator-esque <laughs> at the end. Yeah. He goes he goes into the, a year after his original timeline, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah, man. Because it's in like his Futurama, time, in his own time, that shoot down. <laughs> in his own timeline, he's like, I gotta leave this place. It's gonna be like this forever. Everything's perfect. Everybody loves their life, and there's no anything. But then he goes a year later. It's like all destroyed. 
and Ravana's there, which is like a gasping cliffhanger moment. <gasps> yeah. That's yeah. a panel. That's a panel right there. Just That's reaching it. out. Come with me if you want to live. Issue number four, Kang, the Conqueror. Unstoppable force meets immovable object as Nathaniel Richards' mission to change his timeline slams into a horrible inevitability. (laughs) The tragic fate of Kang's great love, Ravana Renslayer. Can young Kang, not really young anymore, can Mm -hmm. WWF Kang avert catastrophe (laughs) and find a way to a better future? Or is he doomed to repeat the same cycle of tragedy and violence for all eternity? Well, thanks, synopsis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This what? What do you think about this issue? I'm, I'm starting to be my feelings are starting to wane a little bit when I get to this in the last issue. Well, what, how'd you feel? This one was more skimmable. Yeah, for sure. I didn't care that much about it but his motivations are interesting because he gets frustrated he's in love with the ravona but then he finds out it's like this isn't the same lady yeah yeah at all which i think is cool yeah and it's like mad max and the thunderdome so i've always like a mad max world but there's just like yeah. grotesque killing aliens and stuff in this issue yeah i do did dig the mad max stuff mixed with this um not um not Ditko. Is it Ditko? Like the costuming is very. Mm-hmm. Oh, like it's a Kirby. I would say. Kirby. Kirby's. Excuse me, comic gods. Kirby. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. very Kirby esque, which I think is interesting. It's a cool dichotomy because he's on this like Mad Max mobile in here, but yeah. they've got these Kirby esque like weird costumes. Yeah. I even like it when he goes more like super villain and adds like the really old school helmet <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was cool but Ravana, once he tries to make advances on her she's like this is the last time you'll see me mm-hmm. bitch i ain't got time for love I'm trying to survive out here man you just chopped off an alien warlord's head let me give you a kiss get out of here weirdo we just met yeah. get out of here <clears throat> and then just like any other man we've all been there man spurned advances hard broke he what you know what I do? What I did back in the day when I got my advances burned, I went out and conquered, man. Alcohol. <laughs> took over. Took over yeah. Wichita Falls. Took over. Mine was yeah, mine was all alcohol consumption. This guy is going to like take over the world. Same thing. Relatable. Yeah. That. He goes but, and I think it's cool. He goes with the stripes over and over and over again. Yeah. When he was hunting or whatever. He puts him down in the second or third issue. He gets motor oil, puts it down, which is like not good for you. Don't yeah. put motor oil on. I would imagine his eyes is like watering all day. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> in this, he puts blood of something on his face. That's got to be good. Uh, yeah, probably not great either. One thing I thought was interesting, and I wasn't quite sure where it was coming from, he finds like this. I found my armory. Like I figured out a way to make whatever I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he turns it on and, and the pistons start running. It's like, Kang, 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 which I, I thought was cool. I hate it. That's the origin but, of his name. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't know. 
I didn't know if that was the origin of his name or I don't know if either. that's the people cheering his name. Clever. It's clever. Because like it's, clever to, it's clever to illustrate it that way. It's clever to illustrate the machines going kang, 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 and then the people are cheering his name. It's clever. Doesn't that seem like that? I, I just wasn't sure if that it's was just like a, a clever preface. segue. But I think it's dumb if they're trying to say, like, oh, yeah, I'll call myself Kang. <laughs> I mean, why not? People come up with s- stupid That's names true. all the time. That's true. <laughs> I do like how big and stupid this machine is, though, too. That's another Kirby uh, influence because he used to have these crazy machines with just all these random tubes in and everything like that so i thought mm-hmm. that was cool yeah i like seeing the making of the ufo that's gonna invade like yeah. the early avengers day it's it's interesting to see how cyclical everything is yeah then he goes through time though in this issue also and he, he you see immortus you know yeah. he, he also talks about beating the shit out of king arthur <laughs> yeah that's they're one strength that this book has is these spreads. They're yeah. really, really nice. Yeah. And he's and almost untouchable now. Cool. And he's, you know, he talks yeah. about like, that's what I'm going to do. I got this hole in my heart. I'm going to fill it with, you know, conquering because I got, I got my thigh high corduroy boots. I got my quilt <laughs> yeah. shirt. And he also talks like, about like, he never at this point in his life has never really indulged that part of him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it feels good. To get some wins. I've been losing ever since I got with Kang. Everything has been a loss after loss. It feels good to get some wins. And then he just goes on a spree, beating the shit out of the Shi'ar and the scrolls. At the same time. Rough, man. He's conquered the world. Except this one last person. Renette from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That's what she looks like. <laughs> Which is a time character. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ninja Turtles, but Renette is like Michelangelo's girlfriend. She's a time traveler. Wasn't she in that story that we read? Yeah. The Bebop and Rocksteady one? Yeah, she was. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and I know exactly what we're talking about because the NECA is making... They're, they're kind of branching into that um, Archie series. Yeah. So they have Slash, they have her, they have Krang... Renette. Yeah. And he sees her again. I know you. She says she says, Princess Ravana will not let you take over the last people. And he says, Man, it's been a century. You should be dead. And he says, You speak like you don't know me. And she says, I do not. Yeah, you should be dead. Also, why are you so white compared to the <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. You're so white. And it's like get get with the program, man. If centuries ago that chick didn't know you. Safe to say that this this person doesn't know you. Centuries right. later, he's like, "You don't remember this dick? You don't remember this blue penis?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's just like the the shaft is blue, but the head is still yeah. skin colored because he wants to. <laughs> and these characters remind me of sort of a what is it? John Carpenter? Is it John Carpenter? Yeah, John uh-huh. Carter versus uh, Mars. No, yeah, or John Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah. that reminds me of like John Carter, like that old school style where everybody just wears spandex and capes. Well, first of all, John Carter, everybody's naked. Yeah. Well, it's hers. She's, the, she's not even wearing shoes. They're naked. Deja Thoris in the Edgar, uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, John Carter, everybody's naked. Like he talks about it. He's like, I'm just hopping around, painting, painting, swinging. 
That's they need to release that movie. I was surprised. Deja Thoris, that's what that like Frank Frazetta. I feel like I can't say ours right now, but anyway, um, a lot of his art with Deja Thoris, like sometimes they'll give her a bikini, but she was like the whole yeah. thing is that everybody's nude, nude, which is crazy. But anyway, what did you like about ish- about this issue, man? I continue to love the time stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the whole book. But what I really, really like is the this is the future but we've got these kirby related costumes so we've got like what when this was drawn when these characters were created because they weren't created for this story right Mm -mm. when they were created this is what they were wearing whoever thought was like this is what the future is kind of like space ghost like i don't know like that whole thing like Hanna barbera this is the future (laughs) and x baby but like his uh like his guy that shoots her in the end <clears throat> his general can't remember his name is does the mask pull down <laughs> yeah i was right i don't know it's a good question that's what i want that's what i wonder because it has eye holes i wonder did like, it put holes down. in it we want yeah we want uh scarlet witch but we got to put eye holes in it or otherwise we're gonna copyright ourselves in this issue we are going more into like like you said when these characters were originally created we're getting a lot of goofy comic book stuff he creates okay. this thing called the Omni Viewer, where he can see all the time and everything like that. They do, they do such a good job of like modernizing it, though. Yeah. I mean, it looks the same, yeah. But the artwork itself, the illustrator, um, I'm just, I'm just saying, kudos. Like I, I was, I was all in because it is goofy looking. But they were like, how can we make? How can we Snyder this up? Let's make it look yeah. real yeah i agree it looks great it does this is also the issue where it's full circle we learn that he he's doing things different in this he actually is but maybe he's not because we don't get the full context of what happened before the tragedy of ravana right Right. so so the major theme of the first issue is that he takes his ward he takes nathaniel kang his greatest failure and he says these are my yeah these are my failures and he goes and he's like whoop time portal witness it as it's happening yeah but you're right we're not getting the kang that's in this time we don't get any what they're thinking we don't have context we're just like ah this person died here uh so you know this is the other side of that which i love i love that that's my favorite part of any time travel shit i agree man back to the future is like that like seeing when he travels back in time when the is it ethiopians i can't remember <laughs> when they people. attack no when they when they attack because he stole the plutonium i can't remember. oh yeah i think they were like liberian or something we're that, yeah that's like, it like, that's it librarians anyway so that when the librarians <laughs> <laughs> when they attack and he sees that from the opposite view like it, he knows that in five minutes he's going to travel to the future or yeah. travel to the past um i just love that like third person like oh shit i see myself about to do the thing that leads me here but no time has passed because i'm here that's same. why i love time travel shit yeah because it doesn't matter and in his head we're following him along he's like i'm doing everything different mm-hmm. i gave up yeah. everybody for her she i wanted i needed to prove 
that I love her or try to win her affection. So I'm going to let everybody go. I'm going to become a hero. He teams up with the Avengers. Yeah. It's like he thinks he's doing everything right. But then he, he's like, I know the guy that's going to kill her. I should just kill him. But since I'm a good guy now, I'm not going to. Yeah. But um, it does the same thing. But then he ends up getting shot. And it was a, that was probably one of my favorite lines in this book where he says, um, I've fallen in love and it has not conquered me. He he won. He beat Kang, his old self, right? Uh, it is my mercy. Because he was merciful, she fell in love with him. He wins. And he says, I win. But then the next page and time laughs. Oh, mm. it's really good. Exactly yeah. what you said, man. Time is going to time's going to win. Doesn't matter. You can't master it. Um, and then we get that, that exactly what you were just saying. We get that third person view. He looks up. He's just devastated. And he looks up and he sees this is all going to. It was always all going to happen. Yeah, he sees Kang, older Kang that trains him. And he sees himself, young version. Yeah, yeah. man, this was I was like, damn, this is good, man. When I got to that page, I was like, full circle. It could have just ended like that for me. It really kind of. I really wish it probably had uh, yeah. not that it gets not that it's like bad, but it gets really confusing at this point. It, does. Like the, it gets he, weird, man. He like horcruxes her soul across the time into, into time, like impregnates time with her DNA. It's like it gets weird. What didn't you like? Let's skim through that real quick. Um, oh, that. Um, yeah. There was this weird panel where she looks like Phoenix Force. I'm still confused on like why she's white here, but she is of color everywhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one of my biggest gripes with this. It's like, I knew who she was. I've always known who she was. And it's like the girl in Egypt with the eyes of fire, the woman with the eyes of ice. And then it's like, then a white lady. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm, I've got scraps. There's nobody left at the end of time, man. This has to be her. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just know. thought it was weird, man. I didn't like that part so much. And like, that's what she looks like back in the day, Ravana. So I get that. Like you mm-hmm. said, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to keep it with the what they look like back in the day. But and you I can't mean, really have a white woman running around in ancient Egypt. <laughs> but you also could have just made her darker and yeah. given her like not white lady hair, curlier hair. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, even just curlier. It didn't I mean, even try. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah, that's that the only said, real, that that's the only real said, grip I have. Um, time is so muddled that if you're thinking, I do find it interesting that she is like the same shade of brown in Before. ancient Egypt and in the 31st in the century, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But she's completely white. It would have made more sense if she even turned white in the in, in the future. Yeah, yeah, or was like lighter, and had, or she was brown with like white people hair to show that she's been watered down. (laughs) Yeah, because you know, (laughs) intermingling of races. Yeah, that makes sense. But the future, but uh, you know, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I love the yeah, it's the future. She should be even more brown. It's like the opposite. Yeah. Well, I took a biology class, and they said if if everyone continued on. He said it in the very like, are you racist way as a biology <laughs> teacher? And he was like, if races keep intermingling, it's like it's kind of a weird way to put that. He said, <laughs> if races keep intermingling 
everyone will be olive skinned with brown hair. Yeah. But As not blue eyes. Be. Blue eyes ain't fucking real. She'd have to be a rare case. Yeah. You ever done a Punnett Square? It's hard no. to get blue eyes, man. No, I haven't. One other thing that I don't like, and you mentioned it in the first issue, is making him drunk doesn't add anything to the story. No. At all. No. But I do. Okay. That being said, I watched a movie, Nightmare Alley, yesterday. Not bad. I recommend Guillermo de Toro movie. Mm, pretty good. I'll check it out. Um, but there's this whole thing of like he avoid he he's just there's disdain in his voice when he talks about him drinking. It's like oh, I'm not gonna drink. I will never drink. This mm. led to ruin his drinking. Yeah. It. I wouldn't say that he doesn't sit there and like rant on how he doesn't drink, but he's just like he's not doing that right. Yeah. <clears throat> But it just kind of just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I, right? I think it just doesn't add to the story. If the only thing that it helps the narration is that in the first issue he adds some leaves or whatever to his drink to make him to drug him, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that he can steal the suit. But you could have just did that with a normal drink. Right. Yeah. The the alcohol thing. Of course, that's not this issue, but yeah, the alcohol thing doesn't do a lot for it. Yeah. All right, bring it home, man. Issue number five. Ooh. Exiles, number 14. I'm just kidding. The cycle Mm -hmm. of King comes to an end, and the cycle of King begins anew. Nathaniel Richards wages one last battle in his war against against fate, but did any of it make a difference? Does time mean nothing to King, or does King mean nothing to time? Boom. that was a good synopsis synopsis. yeah what'd you what'd you think about this last issue man wrap the series up well i'm still kind of weird about the the soul horcrux thing like splitting (laughs) her her soul across time like infinitely not just three like where they show just three but he and he talks about it but well seemingly infinitely Right, he creates all the Ravonas that he meets, yeah. like he, which is kind of those weird. things. Yeah. So I do find it really cool if you're thinking just like timeline wise. I do find it really, or what we've seen. So we read the comic. I do find it really cool to see how those things repeat themselves. Hmm. It's, know, it's like, still weird, man. He created all these chicks, and it's yes. like when he's going through timeline, he's, they talk about how she doesn't remember her parents or anything like that. So, mm. and it's just like so tied together to where it's like, is she her own parent? Because it's yeah, like, no, I don't know. Because it's like, he, in, it's almost he Assassin's puts, Creed weird. He puts her DNA into the time stream, and it creates the these different versions that we've met. So, like, how does that work? She's yeah, created like, because he created her. Like I was saying, like this, it's like Assassin's Creed timeline thing. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's a descendant of this, this, this. What? 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 <laughs> yeah, what, it's is, weird, what are you man. talking about anymore? It's weird. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't dig that part of the story, especially when yeah. he gets to the end. And it's like, oh, I even progressed when they weren't real people anymore. It's like fucking robots. So he's battling this yeah. blonde white robot because if you're gonna make a robot, they got to be blonde and white. 
Yeah, the perfect Ravana. Yeah. <laughs> right. I did like the omni viewing and like him going through and then exactly what we were talking about. Time is always going to win. It's like 1347. She thought I was a reaper because I was this guy in these freaking hippie clothes popped out of nowhere. There's just like all these instances where she still either didn't choose him or she died. Yeah. And it what what's really disappointing is the Chronopolis, right? Yeah, his magical tower. Yeah, this like utopia. It's got the twin towers, it's got other shit. It's got all these landmarks, right? Yeah. Uh but it's kind of like a utopic thing. Kind of like Valhalla and MCU. It's like a weird meteor, right? Yeah. Flat plane. It's not a planet. Uh, but he still has to fuck with time with the Ravona thing. I don't know. He's gotta get his love, man. That's all he cares about. Kind of sucks. She still doesn't seem super dead. He's got her in this chamber and she's screaming when he pulls her apart. I don't know. What is she dead? I don't know, man. They got and then we go you get to the robot her. She has this space lightsaber katana. Uh, and she has all the knowledge of everything. So she hates him. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, which makes sense. At some point they were gonna figure it out. Yeah, because she yeah, like you said, she knows exactly what he's done to her and so he decides to kill her because he has to he's like fuck it it's not gonna work i'll give up (laughs) and so he's gonna kill her but her last thing she says with a smile she has the power to save them free the ravanas from time which he's kind of trapped them in this time loop of like him being able to go and see them all which is kind of sick it adds to his like being a villain without knowing you're a villain Mm kind of like the the you thing where he's like a terrible person but he also like in his head he's like a good guy he's a nice guy it also doesn't make a lot of sense just for tang's thing it's like oh she died it's like well you can control time just go a couple minutes before yeah and just hang out with her man you don't have to like i don't know obsessed with being perfect it's like i'm just trying to get some bootay she frees the girl's the Ravanas from time, and then she sends him spiraling through time. Destroys Chronopolis, I think, is what sets that on mm-hmm. in motion. Um, and I know we don't go panel, panel by panel, but I just feel like there's a lot of context in this one. Well, yes and no, because I don't know if she controls all that. I kind of feel like he's doing it. Because he says she says that he he says the, the ashes of Chronopolis are there, so that's destroyed. It exploded in time, and Kang fell. <clears throat> and then I think he's just like quantum leaping through these different times. Yeah, well, yeah, I think he's just kind of randomly jumping, jumping, jumping. Yeah. And then he remembers where he's supposed to be ten minutes before Nathaniel pops up in Doom's library. Yeah, complete full circle it's wild man yeah that's what's what's crazy he's like oh this person's a monster for killing all these people and then he just does he's like i know that that's the lesson he needs to learn because that's the lesson that i need to learn yeah yeah and even says like it's a great another great like page to page moment because he's like i'm gonna do things still now he's like i'm gonna do things different because i did it i lived it and he's like join me and then the next page is him slapping him for being in love. Like the other side of it. It was just cool because when we, when he slaps him, 
it's through Nathaniel's point of view, and it's in this page, it's through Nathaniel's point of view still. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was great. Yeah, and so this is the hook moment you were talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sad. So he goes through and he's killing all these people like he did in the first issue. He's doing it because Kang needs to know, like falling in love, he's heartbroken. Kang, he needs to know that falling in love is going to screw us over. Focus on the prize, right? Right. And uh, when he sees the old lady fall, she has the necklace that looks like I don't know. I mean, may have seen it before. I don't know. But she says, I mark you. Like a hip bone or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'll mark you for the beast you slew, which she says to Nathaniel, the priestess says to Nathaniel in the first one. And she says, I mark you for the life you saved. And he realizes, I don't really know what that necklace is, though. Hmm. You don't? No. What's that necklace from? It's a crow's head. It's a raven head. Oh, okay. So tied to the conchu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he realizes it was Ravana. Uh, that was his last chance to save her. Or maybe that's what drives him to drink. Well, I thought that that... Okay, so I thought you were talking about Hook when you're talking about Wendy getting old. I thought that was... What's her name? Adi? Adi, yeah. But that that is what I was talking about. So, like, you were saying it was random that he fell in love with that girl. But, like, that girl was raised by ravana so in okay. hook so in hook peter pan goes to visit wendy visit wendy she gets older and then she they can't get together anymore because she's an old ass lady and then he decides Falls to leave yeah de- decides to leave neverland to be with the younger wendy yeah what a piece of shit you know <laughs> yeah and so essentially that's what it is he falls in love with this chick that was raised by ravana so she uh. have the same characteristics as ravana Right, because people are the same. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, but I okay, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I was, uh, I was okay. It, it makes perfect sense now. I, in my mind, I thought that Audi was probably just an offshoot of Ravana's like spirit. Could be that. Could be uh, very well too. Yeah, or that this old lady was Audi, but I guess that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we learned that everything's still going. Kang, Nathaniel leaves, but uh, Kang wasn't asleep, which makes total sense because he knows that he did that. (laughs) So he would have a second set of armor. It's just like a time mind thing. Like, I know that I was going to do that because I did it. So I set myself up. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The time armor still, it's just a helmet with like a, collar thing and a quill i mean yeah looks very soul train <laughs> i thought he was gonna kill himself though the way the the way he was talking he's saying never love he's like this is it uh let armageddon be a funeral pirate like i thought he was gonna die but then no nope. i did too cool guys walk away from explosions right that's very unsatisfactory to me because yeah. I don't know, I don't understand what he where he is now. He's just out in space, man. Space time. He's floating around, looking serious. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, because they that could have still been the outcome. We didn't have to see it. Like if they did a a follow up to this, that could have been like, oh well, he's still alive because at the last minute he jumped out. 
It could have been interesting just to see the meteor coming down and him open a portal. That would have been good. Or if that was just the last page, like with the meteor hitting and him standing there, like he's glowing a little bit. It's possibly he jumps away. Yeah. I don't know. That was it, man. Kang the Conqueror. Story came out in 2021. I never read it Uh, back then. I never even picked up a single issue because it was like, who gives a shit about Kang? (laughs) Oh, Jonathan Majors is playing him? I'm going to buy that. Oh, shit. I need all the issues. Get his brother to sign it for us. (laughs) Let's break it down, man. What do you think overall? Overall, I thought it was an interesting book. And I and I like the time loop aspects. Yeah, you're a sucker for time. <clears throat> I am. It's always moving. But I feel like it gets a little confusing at parts. Like it tries to be clever, but it doesn't really execute well. In my opinion, it should have ended at closing the loop. With Ravana mm-hmm. dying and him looking up and seeing himself, if that would have been a way more satisfying ending than him just in time, just out in time now. Yes, I agree. Yeah, uh, because that, all that stuff in issue five is still a possibility. That doesn't take that off the table. Like all that stuff could have still happened. I guess it was cool to see the Ravana as the priestess thing. That was a cool little thing. Yeah, but it was a long way to get there. Yes, definitely. It kind of feels a little shoehorned almost. Yeah. <clears throat> I I enjoyed this read. It was it was uh interesting to dive more into Kang because this is a character I don't really read a lot about. I did read what you were talking about, Young Avengers Children's Crusade. But he was always just like a time traveling bad guy. That was it. That was like his whole thing. So it was cool to get more into like his motivations. Yeah, deeper motivations. And like, even though these Kangs didn't realize that, and he even references it. He's like, I know about everything, about all the futures. Like, you guys don't know about it yet. And it's just like, it's weird how it's all cyclical and they don't know about each other. But they're always around. And again, you even have guys that are beyond that with Immortus, which is like just an old dude that's kind of lost his resolve. I, just, I thought all that was interesting, man. And I'm not mad that I read it. Yeah. Art was good. Um art was really good. Lots of great splash pages. Yeah. Who did we what book did we read recently that was a lot like this art wise? Uh Savage Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same artist or not, but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Same vibe. I thought that too. Um let's grade this thing, man. Okay. I mean, art-wise, how'd you feel? Because I don't remember what you said about um, Savage Avengers. Savage Avengers wasn't as successful as this. If this is the same artist, this is way better. Yeah. In my opinion. I agree. Yeah, especially, uh, one, the light. Like, lighting in general. There's, like, a ray gun or whatever. Like, they got that coloring down pat <laughs> yeah whoever the colorist is man they're trying to earn that check yeah but other than that i mean honestly those splash pages there weren't a lot of weird things that you know uh what you were talking about when like the avengers are fighting 
and you see captain america just kind of floating in midair and then in the next page he's just kind of like doing a split thing and his body proportions are a little weird but it's still pretty good yeah yeah, it's still Um, pretty cool yeah i mean overall art art wise this is pretty good yeah i enjoyed it you want to go first or let me go first i got it pulled up already go first uh i'm gonna give this one a g1 not bad, not bad bit of toast. It's weird because that's what I was thinking in my head. <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm actually really glad that I read this before go. Not saying not saying that the MCU is taking any of this story, but it makes me a little bit more interested in the character of Kang, knowing that he has more motivations than just being a time travel baddie. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was kind of cool, and like the he who remains or whatever the way he explains it yeah the the way the mcu is working though doesn't seem like it's such a time thing it's more of a like dimensional thing yeah yeah so that's kind of odd because it's like they don't really yeah they don't really know each other it's just like yeah they did reference it i mean some of them do like the he who remains was like you don't want to meet that dude like the guy is the king that we're going to see in amen quantumania um but they meet that dude because he looks exactly like this (laughs) guy in this movie creed three whatever he they make a reference he's like what are you when he's talking to when nathaniel's talking to rama tut at first he's like what are you because i don't remember this at all he's like are you you know time displaced are you a variant and so there's they add that aspect into it a little bit before yeah they get variants so that's cool Um, i'm interested to see how they do in the mcu yeah, me too. I think E2 for me. Yeah. Um, I thought the, like, I mean, I raved about it the whole time. I love any creative way of using time. Like, how we, uh, how do we loop around? So it was cool. Especially if you make it work. Like, this, it worked in this. Yeah, they did a pretty good job. Except for the, you know, impregnating the time stream. Like, that, where it got wonky then. But up until then, I was like, man, this is perfect. Because I didn't see it being as cyclical as it was through the first couple issues. Well, also the the force feeding the drinking thing. Yeah, that was he weird. He just decides he's going to be a drunk now. Yeah. That's, that was weird. It didn't really add anything to the story. He could have taken mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. He could have just been like, he's so old, he's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Starts Depressed. ranting. Yeah, you would be. You would think it would be. There has to be a crazy king that just like this is too much. Well, one that sleeps in a coffin for fifteen hundred years or whatever, <laughs> yeah. it'd be him. Fifteen thousand. That would be me. Crazy. Yeah. It's like you would go crazy and then go sane again, and then go like you would have enough time to do that. <laughs> to do that. Yeah. That's great. All right, man. Where can the people find you? Oh, you know, around. Uh, you can find me i won a contest today what was it it was for a diorama it was weird this guy makes these animated dioramas so they're like really flat colors and stuff like that and he had one he was like i can't sell this one so i'm going to give it away and then he said like he was very specific he was like i don't want any new followers entering i don't want anybody that's bought from me before entering just like kind of the in-between he said, tell me your favorite action figure, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll do a drawing later in the week. 
and i said oh my favorite action figure when i was a kid was this like donatello um mech action figure it was like a tiny donatello figure that went in this like mech um it had like a big pole and it was like the mech looked like a ninja turtle 2 like it was like a big head that flopped over it it was anyway it was my favorite and uh he put me in the drawing and so it said like this guy's going live on Instagram right now. I clue in just to see like the wheel go sign. Should have bought a lotto ticket that day, man. Yeah, it was kind of cool. But anyway, he does a really good job with the animated because they're so flat. Like everything looks so smooth. It's very much like Batman, the animated series or Spider-Man. But anyway, I bring, I only bring that up. Sorry for the tangent. But Syme <laughs> underscore it came. I won because Syme, and I was confused because it was like, am I the Syme that he's talking about? Yeah. Anyway, Syme underscore on underscore toast. You can look at all my toy photography and drop a like. Give me a follow. Um, I would love it. I think it was, it's really fun if you look through, scroll backwards, and look at like how shitty I was. Even six months ago, <laughs> compared to now, it's kind of interesting to like see that evolution. I wouldn't say you were shitty. It's definitely you've definitely continued to grow. It's crazy, though. I mean, yeah. Especially when I look at, I get memories like a year ago. This is what you've. I'm like, damn, what the hell. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, dog, that wasn't me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who posted that shit. That ain't me. That's funny. The rest of our social media, you can find us at Wednesday Poll everywhere. Give us a give us a shout out. At least interact with us. I, mean, I think it's pretty fun when people do. And if you're listening to this, leave a review, man. A nice one. Don't be a dickhead. Leave a nice one anywhere you listen to your pods. Yeah, we'd love a review. It really helps out the show. It really does. So leave a review. Tell us what we should read next. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>